Hello everyone and welcome to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host Jason Hull and joining me again this week is my slightly sick co-host, Mr. Clay Dotson. Well, it's just a sinus infection, but God. Yeah, and I was worried about you when we had to, we can't, we're recording a day late, so it feels kind of weird. I totally forgot I had medicine for it. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, wait a minute, you got medicine for this. You know, it's just sinus infection sucks just because your mouth's all dry and yeah. you got that. Uh, it's raw. It's not sore, but it's raw. You know, from all the <coughs> took that and I felt like a champ, so I was able to go to work with no issues. But it started to hit me after I got off work. But I took some more meds. I'm good. It's all right. I was worried. Oh, that uh, I, I was worried that I was going to have to pull in a, uh, a backup, uh, but uh, you were able to pull through. I'm happy because uh, we haven't talked in a little while, and I've still got this cold that I've had since Florida that I can't shake, so if you hear me coughing and wheezing, that's uh, what's happening with me, which uh, basically means this is going to be another shorter episode. I don't know. I guess some people may like it. <laughs> shorter episode ends up like three and a half hours. Well, we were just over an hour last week and 45 the week before that. That's pretty short for us. You know, we average about an hour 45, hour and a half, hour and 45. So, but uh, there ain't really that much to talk about, though, Clay, when you think about it. Uh, not a lot of news has been dropping game-wise. There's, you know, we're we're out of the big release window for the holidays and uh, movies. I mean, you've still got some dropping, which I know you've got one to talk about. I'm excited to hear about because I haven't gotten to watch it yeah. yet. Good. Uh, hey, uh, so... Um Yesterday was comic book day. I know you're about to be like, hey, man, how was your week? No. It's good. Let's just roll yeah, into it. Let's just roll yeah, into it. And we're good. Uh, I did watch, uh, well, I'll go ahead and just address it. Comic book day was yesterday, and I did not pick up my comic books from Thanksgiving, which I hope, by the way, everybody had that happy Thanksgiving. But I ended up with six comic books. I was like, good God, man. Now, got me where they want me. That means there was three comic books last week, three comic books this week. Man, there's so much stuff going on amongst the X-Men. I just really can't even tell you. Besides, I really think I'm starting to, of all the comics, I'm really liking New Mutants. And I think now I might end up back in X-Force after the second issue. Is this, uh, this is all the second issues, right? Yeah, and then some third issues, because mm-hmm. X-Men 3 is out. Okay. And yeah. still hard to get past when you know, Francis used art. So, Man, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is kind of rough, but, uh. I have, uh, I finally got through my giant stack of number one issues, so uh, I, I did, uh, so let me ask you this, uh, X-Force, I liked all of them, by the way, before we dig into some of these a little bit, um, I'm with you on New Mutants, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I like the uh, Marauders. That's the Kate Pride one, right? I'm thinking right. right. Uh, I think those are my two favorites outside of the core X-Men. That was a really good story, by the way, the X-Men one. Uh, It was fun, just Cyclops and uh, Cable and Rachel out there and a lot of the riffing going back and forth. But here's my question. So they can resurrect anybody Mm -hmm. on uh, Krakoa. So what's the big deal about Xavier being assassinated? Other than yes, they the, the their supposedly impenetrable island was penetrated, and yes, he was assassinated. I mean, does he get brought back in the second one? You can go ahead and spoil it for me. No, 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 it's not brought him back yet. They're discussing it. What's so the, it seems like the thing is in X Force number one, it also destroyed that Cerebo, and only one Cerebo can be active at any time, I guess, uh-huh. according to the rules. And so Jean Grey right now is working on that. So, okay. uh, Wolverine is currently on the trail of the killers, whatever, and you'll find out more about that in X-Force 2. Um, and actually, I, I kind of crapped on the art earlier, but I think maybe it's just the colors. I don't know. I mean, oh, I mean, X-Force? I have a, yeah, I have their appreciation for the second issue. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this gels well. I think the weakest series right now after reading two issues is Fallen Angels. I just don't know where they're going with it, with this creepy spirit dude, whatever, that's, what, kidnapping children or some shit? I don't yeah. know, but... I, I just, I'm still kind of like, eh, what were we doing here, you know? <coughs> um, everything else is good. X-Men 3 <laughs> it 
it introduces a new villain. Um, they're all human, and it's literally four old women that are botanists, and they're okay. able to hack Krakoa huh. travel. And they have their own agenda, separate from mutants, separate from humans. They want to return the world back to, you know, where plants rule everything. But the interactions between the women is gold. <coughs> it is hilarious. One woman says, she doesn't say anything bad. She just pretty much calls um, Emma Frost a slut. But she doesn't say slut. She says S-word. That's how she cusses. <laughs> S-word, P-word, F-word. And she's like, well, maybe if you weren't being such an S-word. And that it's got like three panels. It's got Sebastian Shaw, Cyclops, and Emma Frost. And Emma Frost just sits there, and the first one is, like, looking angry. And the second one, her mouth is wide open, like, I can't believe this woman just called me a slut. Or an S-word. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, uh, it was very entertaining. I just wonder what's going to happen because, in the, you know, X-Men is the flagship title for this whole new run by Hickman. But we've gotten three different stories. We haven't gotten any kind of continuity. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of all over the place, yeah. Well, if you kind of look back on his Avengers run, it was the same way as well. Yeah. He was introducing these characters, kind of setting up the board, if you will, and then kind of going from there. Well, uh, like we talked last week, I just hope he sticks with it. I hope that Marvel's not trying to stifle whatever his story that he's wanting to push out there is. And uh, Surely you know, not. They would, surely they wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, think so. They were by the mouse. So. Mm-hmm. Well, they were when he was writing everything else, so I mean, that's not like it's that big a deal. But, yeah. But we'll see. They've already got this planned out for months, though, so they already yeah. know what's going on. So um, I can't wait for the new Star Wars comic to come out. I did sign up for that. When does it come out? I think next year, January. Oh, okay, so it's still a little ways off. It's everything after Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and I think I'm going to go ahead and just jump back in and get Marvel Unlimited. Because I really want to read through those Star Wars comics. I guess it's just because Rise of Skywalker's coming out and all this Star I'm, Wars stuff is going on. Bad uh, Star Wars is starting to take over my life again right now. Yeah, bad uh, Star Wars baby fever, yeah, man. Gosh. I'm telling you, I uh, I purchased the uh, Rise of the Resistance uh, novel today, actually from Amazon, the Kindle edition. Uh, it's the setup one for the Rise of Skywalker, and I watched uh, uh, watched the New Hope the other night, and of course the Mandalorian. Um, when I was in Gatlinburg this week, I was uh, at the bookstore looking at multiple Star Wars encyclopedias and such, and like I should get one of these again, so on and so forth. But I fought by, I fought off the urges, especially when I saw the fifty dollar price tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually trying to buy a bunch of Christmas gifts for a lot of my friends' kids, and so, you know, like, um, you know, one like Star Wars, and so I was like looking at encyclopedias. Yeah, I'm not spending fifty bucks, but they do have. I mean, you know, I was looking at like the the mainstream. They have stuff for kids though. They're like twenty yeah. bucks, so, yeah. which that'll suffice. Um, let's see, Star Wars ones though. Yeah, that's craziness, though. It's just, yeah, I just want to get all immersed in Star Wars. I want to play Battlefront 2. Yeah, well. I'm fighting the urge to, to purchase Fallen Order. Uh, I'm digging it. I finally got off the first planet, but I, as I've said before, I haven't had a lot of time to play it. Um, the first planet was kind of a grind. Not a bad one, but uh, there's you don't fight the uh, Empire or anything like that. You're just kind of you're searching through a Jedi temple mm-hmm. and there's lots of like uh, animals and stuff like that that you have to fight through <coughs> and you um, you learn some new uh, Jedi moves because he's he's uh, cutting himself off from the force for so long that he's forgotten basically how to use it so oh that's the explanation yeah you're, I always figured that using the force is like riding a bicycle you don't forget how to right. ride a bicycle but he, well, it comes back to him as you go. Um, Josh is enjoying it quite a bit. He's uh, he's talked a bunch about it to me. and really likes it. Uh, I hope to continue playing it, but it's just hard to uh, find the time for the well, really find the time to play any games right now. Hardly, but I've been on the road so much between. It's hard uh, for your married folk with children to play games. Well, that's part of it too. Plus, twins are coming, so. But yeah, Star Wars fever's bad. We're what fifth, fourteen days out from uh, uh, 
the movie. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know we're okay. cur- we're currently in planning mode on how we're going to make that trip and everything. Um, I was thinking tonight, Clay. I don't know if we can pull it off or not, but it'd be fun because we're watching an early showing anyway. That if we could sit down, uh, kind of round table wise, and just do a live, not live, but do a podcast, record a podcast afterwards with our thoughts. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll be able to do it or not. It'd be hard to. <laughs> See, we could do it in the car on the way back. <laughs> uh, well, no, because I'll be driving. So. <clears throat> but that's uh, neither here nor there. Yes, the Star Wars bug is hit bad, but it happens, you know, every time around these movies and stuff. It always, uh, it always, it really starts to claw itself back into you. I think that's one of the best things Disney did was starting to have the the uh, movies come out during Christmas time. I like that. Yeah, the instead core movies the summer blo- instead, mm-hmm. instead of like the summer blockbusters in May and June, July. I, I like this the Christmas time too. It's nice. I mean, a lot of people, traditionalists, are like, well, it should come out in May because that's when they always come out and so on and so forth. But I've really enjoyed uh, these last, well, it'll be three now, that have come out at the in the Christmas time period, mainly because I don't have to work or anything and I'm able to go watch them. Yeah, they came out pretty fast. It seems like yesterday that we were in Nashville watching, like, all seven mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. So. Um, so besides Star Wars, I've been playing some Xbox. I've been playing, it came out on Game Pass, Darksiders 3, and <coughs> just because I'm completionist, I played the other two, I played the other two completely, like I got all the achievements, did everything that you could, and this third one, man, God, so pretty much the basis of Darksiders is that the apocalypse, you're the, the four horse in the apocalypse, and the first one, you're war, the second one, you're death, the third one, you're, what is it, it's not envy, Envy, that's fury, excuse me, envy was one of the deadly sins that you're fighting in the game. But anyways, um, something happens, something triggers the the four horse of the apocalypse, and they're in trouble, so you play as each one in each of the games or whatever. And this one has been pretty fun, but supposedly they've had some of the game designers from Dark Souls on this, and it shows, because I'm playing on one of the hardest <coughs> settings. I do that on all the games, pretty much. And I'm getting my butt kicked in. Like, you literally have to... Study patterns, wait to attack, and oh boy, Jason, it's yeah. been frustrating. And but it, at the same time, it's fun. Like I, I'm a masochist, I guess, for the pain. But um, on top of that, though, it's also pretty. I don't know, shittily put together. Um, like yeah, I heard floating. it was like the weakest of the three by far. Well, the the okay, so like the com the combat's fun. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's pretty much a it's a button smasher. You've got combos. You've got your strong attack, physical attack. You've got different types of um, elements. You can be ice, uh, you know, fire, stuff like that. Um, but there are times when you're going in between parts of the level. It's supposed to be like an open world area. It will freeze the game up, and it'll start having a little loading symbol in the bottom right corner, and you have to wait. It does that every time you kind of transition between. Areas. I'm using that loosely. Quotations right here, and it's annoying. Like in the year of our Lord 2019, no game should literally pause and then make it, it really interrupts. It's frustrating too because if you get beat by like a boss or a hidden boss, you have to go all the way back to where you, your last save point was, and it, it and I had to go back and travel back to the boss again just to get one hit killed because I wasn't being patient enough. Um, but I think it's 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 fun in that regards, but also just the way it's been put together. It's like, man, no game should be released like that. Yeah. So. Um, Dark Souls uh, permeates it. Sorry, permeates into stuff quite a bit. Uh, there's a pretty heavy Dark Souls influence on uh, Star Wars. Jet. Yes, thank you, Star Wars. And I don't have the patience for Star Wars. Uh, or I'm Star Wars. I do have the patience for Star Wars. I don't have the patience for Dark Souls. I've tried to play them multiple times, and I just can't Same. can't get into them. Uh, but this is kind of a lot, you know, with Star Wars. Or, golly, i got Star Wars on, on the brain. Uh, Dark Souls, <laughs> lot. Uh, it does do the thing where you have to, um, like, if you get killed by something, it'll start you at your last uh, 
focus point or meditation point. And in order to get the XP stuff back that you had lost, you got to go back to where you got to go back. Yeah, not to where you you got. You had to kill whatever enemy killed you. Oh wow! So uh, it's either kill or just engage it. Well, yeah, you have to kill it because you you'll engage it, and when you engage it, it'll say that you got those points back. But if you don't beat it, then I mean, you know, you're still losing those points anyway. Wow! So. Uh, but yeah, I'm just not a big uh, that Dark Souls style gameplay is just not my favorite. I, well, but, I mean, I appreciate Dark Souls. Yeah, it's, it doesn't hold yeah. your hand at all. There's no tutorial. No, you uh-uh. just, you're just you're throwing, throwing it right in, there. in there. Yeah. So, um, other than that, uh, things are good. I'm trying to understand why. <coughs> okay, this is another drive-through story, and this is nothing bad. No redneck trying to threaten my <laughs> life for a biscuit. Um. The McDonald's drive-thru, the dual drive-thrus, it just kills me that people don't understand Dude, that you stay in can't. one line. Yeah. You stay in one line, and then when you get to that apex, right, when you're, you ha- you have that decision to go either in the inside or outside, mm-hmm. like a, a NASCAR race. People still decide just to come in instead of staying in line and just come and get in the outside lane. Yeah. I'm like, man, people are freaking stupid. Yeah, like, I know. Come on. It, it's not hard. It literally, the instruction's right there. McDonald's lines, any dual lines like that, or just, you know, the uh, Demolition Derby that is a Walmart parking lot. Uh, and Kroger's. Man, I'm telling you Kroger's anywhere. That, yeah, but that Kroger's in Cookville is pretty terrible. But um, between and it. people drive like they do in the parking lot, like they do in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All stop. over. Rubbing is slow. racing. Rubbing is racing. Rubbing is racing, by God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sloan. Yeah, I'm a face. So, so <laughs> did you uh, did you take advantage of any uh, Black Friday sales? I didn't. I mean, well, I mean, I did some shopping online. I'm, I definitely wasn't about to go in, in anywhere. I but uh, I looked at a few things, but nothing really caught my eye. Uh, I did. Well, okay, I take that back. A few things did. Uh, I took advantage of the sale on Xbox and bought. Uh, Tekken 7, and so mainly because I just, I'm a glutton for punishment, and I love, I've always loved the Tekken games, uh, the first Tekken was like one of the first games I ever got for the original PlayStation, and I've just loved them since then, actually I remember playing Tekken at the Pizza Hut, they had an arcade set up at the Pizza Hut, man, I used to play the crap out of that, but, uh, uh, I got 7, and it's supposed to have a really good storyline to it, actually, really fun. And then I picked up Soul Calibur 6, I think is the, which one it was. The Soul Still Burns. They were both uh, $15 a piece, I think it was. And that was just a, just the right price for me to just go ahead and pull the trigger on them. So I did that, and I finally got a hold of uh, John Wick 3, which I have not got to watch yet. But uh, so I still haven't watched any of those movies. Those are, uh, if they're really good. I think the third one's coming to HBO, so yeah. I'm hoping they'll get the other two on there, and then I'll watch them. <coughs> if not, I can give you my something and let you watch them on it. No, they're gated. That's right, because they're Lionsgate, so it doesn't take advantage of the movies anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you have to have – I can only watch the first two on my stupid – not stupid, but on my iTunes account, which gets on my nerves. Because uh, I really like the movies anywhere thing where you can – you know, if you get it, if you redeem that digital code on Vudu, you get it on any. Uh, you know, depending on the depending on the movie company, you'll get it on any of your streaming stuff. So it it like moves. It'll go from Vudu to my Xbox to iTunes or or Apple TV or whatever you would call it. You know, all that stuff. Oh, and. Mm-hmm. Also bought for five bucks. They had American Gods season one on sale on Voodoo. Hey. So finally got to get it. Did you not like it? I never did watch it. I liked it, but I don't know. It's just the thing. I'm not really about to buy a lot of physical media anymore. No, this is digital. Oh, you bought it digitally? I'm sorry. Yeah, five dollars digital for the whole season. So sorry. But uh, let's see. Other than that. Uh, we were in, uh, my wife had a conference in Gatlinburg, so we went with her 
Monday through we come back Wednesday. I took Allocate. We went to the movies, watched uh, Frozen 2 for the second time in two weeks. Of course. Still as good the second time as the first. Probably my vote for animated movie of the year. Uh, the soundtrack is killer. Uh, I don't think, did I talk about it last week, the soundtrack? You mentioned it, I think. I mentioned it, but it, it, it is uh, on permanent rotation at my house. Uh, they, Disney wants you to uh, no, to consider Into the Unknown as the new Let It Go, but I'm here to tell you that uh, Show Yourself is the best song on the whole thing. Really? Uh, yeah, it's got some good tunes on it. Uh, you know, I was talking about that 80s uh, rock ballad that Kristoff uh, does. Uh, Weezer, yeah. does a, Weezer does a version of it that's on the album. And uh, Panic at the Disco does a version of Into the Unknown. And Casey Musgraves, Mus, yeah, Casey Musgraves does a great version of Into the Woods. I think that's the name of it. But anyway, I still like that movie. Uh, me and Ella Kate both laughed a whole bunch at it. Uh, other than that, really, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I'll get comic books tomorrow, so I'll have a little bit more talk about there. Uh, I think that's about it for me, Clay. I really don't have much else. I didn't play any games hardly. Uh, dove back into Battlefronts a little bit, but we'll talk about it here in a second. So uh, let's get on to our two weekly reviews. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to tell you about Knives Out. Oh, so you were supposed to bring it up before then. That's right. I want to hear about this because I have not got to watch it. I've heard a lot of good stuff. It's good. I mean, I never knew that we needed Daniel Craig to be a detective from Kentucky. I was very surprised. <coughs> I thought he was going to have his just regular accent. But no, he does mm-hmm. a very interesting southern accent but <clears throat> i say kentucky because while they mention him as being they make fun of being some kind of kentucky fried chicken wannabe general or uh, whatever it is sanders yeah so uh the whole mystery and everything was good uh you know it was shot very well I think everybody played their parts beautifully um i, I heard it in i heard it was really funny actually there was a lot of funny uh, funny parts to it. Mm-hmm. I think the trailer kind of made it seem more than what more, it really was, yeah. though. Because it... <coughs> I need to watch it again, though, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely go out and check it out and see Okay, it. so all the naysayers out there who said that uh, Ryan Johnson was terrible and this is a terrible movie, uh, we can dispel that. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I never thought he was a terrible filmmaker in the first place, but... Um, I just I, I really want to see this movie and I'm going to try to watch it hopefully this week maybe or something I don't know probably won't get a chance but I really want to try to get out there and watch it so on a what would you give it out of five just I give, give it three and a half solid three and a half yeah that's good that's good so anything else no 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 go ahead and move on alright just want to say I liked it. So. No, that's fine. I wanted to hear a little bit about it. Um, I'm assuming everybody in it uh, was good. Yeah. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. uh, actors, actresses, wise, blah, blah, and all that stuff. Uh, cast is superb in that one, by the way. Gosh, I really want to watch it. But anyway, let's uh, move on to our two weekly reviews. Uh, we may review something else, but right now we're enjoying these. Uh, let's see, Clay, let's start with, let's start with Watchmen this week. I think we started with The Mandalorian last week. So, you text me Sunday night, uh, or was it, it was Monday morning, I guess it was, and was like blown away by this episode. And I, I didn't get to watch it until... I think Tuesday afternoon I sat down to watch it after my daughter had fell asleep. I hooked the iPad up to the TV at the hotel and I was like, I'm watching Watchmen. Because I was afraid it was going to get spoiled for me. So, what do you think? Man, <laughs> it's just another episode knocks it out of the park. I mean, after last week's episode, which was phenomenal, this, it completely, it, it switches gears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, a lot of it's centered on Angela and her past, you know, uh, being a kid in Vietnam. What's such bad luck that she has? 
you know, mm-hmm. because she witnesses her parent. I mean, because, okay, in this timeline, Vietnam becomes the 51st state. You know, United States right. won. Dr. Uh, Manhattan won. Yeah, because of Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, and, um, you know, Vietnam becomes the 51st state. They're not really too happy to be the first, you know, the natives aren't too happy to be part of America. So um, it seems like a lot of African Americans ended up going from um, the mainland to Vietnam just to have a, a better experience than you know from all the racist shit in America. So you know, just seeing Angela as a kid, you know, hanging out with her parents and then watching her parents get killed in a terrorist attack—that just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And then watching her just being like in a sweatshop as a little kid, only then to be reunited with her long lost grandmother—I was like, oh man, this is so sweet. Only for, mm-hmm. you know, when they're, like, getting in the car to mm-hmm. leave to go to back to actual mainland America, and her grandmother has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think about the... Let's get let's just get right into the meat of this episode. Um, Dr. Manhattan. Uh, we finally get a good look at him uh, during the Vietnam War stuff. Well, maybe not a, not a really, maybe not you know a great look, but you get more Doctor Manhattan than we've gotten the entire season. Um, uh, what do you think? So, what do you think of uh, the twist at the end with Cal and Doctor Manhattan? A lot of people have been talking about it being Cal, and I didn't really think so. But I guess it makes sense after this speech he gave the children about life and death. How mm-hmm. death is just. You know, it's inevitable. <laughs> but the, the hints are there, but I didn't pay. I pay attention, but I wasn't looking for that connection. I stay away from reading any, uh, you know, Reddit threads or anything like that. So it wasn't something I was, you know, on the lookout for. But after, I, I think I knew when she left. Uh, Lady Treu, I think I knew what you. I think by then, you should know what's happening. What's you know what I'm saying? Well, I had she a, asked I had her. A, she asked yeah. her where Doctor Manhattan's at, yeah. and because she knows, <clears throat> Angela knows. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, but I'm saying that's when it all started co- really coming together for me. And that, and the thing is, uh, when you look back over the last six episodes, it makes sense. Uh, it, it kind of it, it's kind of eye opening, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I I see, I see how this could be possible, which you don't get an explanation why yet. I mean, you get a little preview of it, but oh yeah, we're gonna get that this this coming, this coming Sunday, yeah. So, um, so that whole relationship that that's interesting, but we also finally get to see what the Seventh Cavalry is up to, and mm-hmm. that they are trying to create their own machine to capture, capture. Doctor Manhattan. And then be, so that become. the senator become Dr. Manhattan. So they're going to mm-hmm. try to take his powers. And then you have Lady uh, Triu is saying well, she's going to try to save the world. I wonder if she has her own ulterior motive, though. I think she's going to she do something. She has to. She has to. to. I think she's going to do something where she's going to try to erase the minds of people or make them feel more empathetic towards each other mm-hmm. about all, everything that everybody's going through. And it might start in Tulsa and then go from there. I don't know if it's going to be the entire world since obviously her little machine – the clock is in Tulsa, so mm-hmm. so that should be interesting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, well, there was the part. There was the part where uh, we didn't really touch on it, but where Angela takes a hammer to her husband's head, and that was pretty rough. You didn't really see it, but you know, you I mean, you see it in the uh, off screen. But I was like, oh man, that's pretty rough. And then she pulls the little hydrogen atom out, and yep. Uh, you can see a little blue glow there. That was kind of neat. Uh, man, it was just good. So he's been. So is he? I mean, has he been sitting there the entire time in Cal's head? Or uh, I'm just I don't to... know if he is actually is. That's one of the questions. You know, is Cal Manhattan, or was he just holding Manhattan and hit? You, you know what I'm saying? Was Manhattan just in in him? In well, he li- took her sense. last name, by the way. You noticed that, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it literally is, seems like he's been Dr. Manhattan the entire time. I, I think Cal is Dr. Manhattan, period. So. But the, the thing I have to wonder is, though, why come back? 
and that just doesn't make sense either. Like, why would he come why back? Come back all stuff in, in the, the first place? Yeah, right. Well, I think we'll, so. we'll get that. Uh, well, I'm assuming we'll get it in that next episode. Um, what about did, the you, see the, did you did you look at the PDPedia stuff for this week? Um, or for last I, week's episode, uh, it I shows think. that Cal was in an accident in Saigon. Yep. Uh, a hospital record dated December 10th, 2009, says Angela found Cal in a confused state with a contusion on his forehead as a result of a supposed car accident. But that's all you get from that. So, uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. I've uh, been waiting for that. But, yeah, let's uh, move on to uh, Adrian and the uh, trial, trial, I guess you'd call it, because it was... Uh, it, it, so it's been going on for a year, am I right? Wasn't that what they said? Yeah. It's been a year. Uh, and yeah. So it, was, it seems like he's very remorseful about what has <coughs> happened in the past. Mm-hmm. He I mean, seemed he shed to those tears. It? Yeah. After the... But... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, him farting, too, as the reply. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. So, but on top of that, though, I think though that he is in that statue. That is what came back to Earth. I think he's been on Earth the entire time that we've been talking to Lady Treeu and Angela and everybody. I think he's oh. in the statue because you see where he cuts. It's almost kind of like uh, Han Solo frozen in carbonite. Carbonite. Mm-hmm. That must have been his punishment. But the thing is, who kept him there? And now I'm starting to think that maybe Lady Treeu that, that that that's her dad. That's what I thought too. I was thinking the same thing. Because we find out that her daughter is actually a clone of her clone mom. Of her she mother. wants her mom to be there. Right. And they ask her about her father, and her father's like, "Well, I'm, he should be here soon, soon, or something like that." And I was like, "Wait a minute," because a lot of people online think it's the comedian. And I'm no, like, no, no, uh-uh. no, I don't know why. I don't think it's gonna. Happen I don't see. I don't even see that connection. Uh, the comedian connection. Uh, I'm with you. As soon as I. As soon as she said it, I was like, okay, it's uh, Adrian. It has to be. And it makes sense what he said then on the moon of Jupiter or whatever by saying, you know, save me, D, or whatever. And I think that meant daughter. Yeah. So but there's so much stuff going on, man. I can't believe there's only two episodes to finish this out. So you've got that. <laughs> um, we get, like, the slightest mention of a looking glass. Uh, he beat the crap out of all the seven cavalry guys that had charged in on him. And he took a mask, so he's going yeah. to be going undercover. He's going to say <coughs> something. Yeah. One of them didn't have a mask, and Petey had found them all. Uh, and uh, that's all you hear about him this episode. Uh, I did find it funny that, you know, Petey was talking to, uh, well, I can't never remember her name. Lori? Yeah. And Lori was at, uh, I can't remember nobody's name, not Don Johnson. Uh, Don Knott's wife's house. Yes, yes. And <laughs> she's sitting there talking to her, and she pulled out the remote control to to release the, the couch <laughs> trap door thing, and it didn't work. And I was just like, really? This That's probably the funniest part in the episode for me. But so I she, liked how she wasn't having anything to do with the senator's bullshit, though, yeah. because it's like, are you? What, she's tired of it. Why are you going to sit there and try to tell me your plans? Come on now. Yeah. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. I laughed the entire time that she was there, or she was talking like that. So, um, so yeah, I can't wait for Sunday. It's going to be uh, we still something don't, else, I'm sure. We still don't know where uh, Will Reeves is. We haven't seen him. Uh, you know, you thought that that was who Angela was uh, connected to the whole time. It turns out to be an elephant. So, <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense because the elephant never forgets. Yeah, the memory. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, all around it was a it was a really good episode, uh, as all of them have been. Uh, this will be another one of those where I want to go back after the season's ended and. I would like to watch the whole thing for, through, you know, and again, just as a whole. I don't know when I can find that much time, but well, I bought Watchmen for my brother for Christmas. I'm thinking about going ahead and reading it again. <laughs> I'm I'm reading it right now. It's on Amazon Prime, by the way. If you've never read the Watchmen and you have uh, Amazon Prime, you can get it for free. 
So I suggest you get it. But yeah, I can't wait for Sunday. Is he we'll is he enjoying it? By the way, has he started? Oh, I haven't started yet. No, I got it for Christmas. Oh, okay. I, I got yeah, you. I got just you. Came in the mail. I got you. Nice. So there's that. That's our weekly rundown on the Watchmen. Uh, look forward to next week. Uh, these next two episodes should be, uh, well, like the rest of them, really entertaining. So from there, let's move on to our other. A regular topic, uh, Man- the Mandalorian uh, episode four. Uh, it was t- titled Sanctuary, uh, which makes sense. So, what'd you think? It was all right. After the first three <coughs> episodes, sit there and blew my mind. I was like, all right. All right. Kind of a, I, I yeah. enjoyed the downtime that this episode was basically. Eh, we've seen a lot in other different types of media and stuff like that. You'll have, like, the lone gunman come in and help a village out. It's like, what, Seven Samurai? Yeah, that's what it, I mean, I did find it interesting. I didn't realize that uh, that Bryce Dallas Howard was the director on this one at first. That's just um, a good job directing yeah, I, did, I mean, I you, you can only do so much with the script. And I, and I, I guess you need a chance to kind of let you need things to, slow down and breathe. Yeah, you need to breathe a little bit. Uh, you did get some neat little stuff in here. Uh you know, there's uh, the whole uh, Baby Yoda playing a bazillion different songs meme that's uh, taking over the world right now uh, that happened in this one. pretty funny. My favorite's been Africa so far, Toto's Africa. That just cracks me up. Um, and there was the great scene where, you know, we finally get to see uh, Gina Carrero's uh, character whose name all of a sudden I've forgotten, which is not a surprise. Uh, Cara Dune. Uh, and you can see that fight, and of course, while they're fighting, baby Yoda, the child comes up and, you know, just hanging out, drinking the soup. Well, that was pretty funny, but... Uh, I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, you get to see him take his helmet off. I mean, you don't see it, but you know what I'm saying. He does take his helmet off, and... I didn't think he was going to take it off at the end when she wanted him to. A lot of people did. Uh, but I guess what we're looking at is this is just going to be him and the child. I thought we were going to see some of these other people stick around a little bit longer. I'm sure that Kara will come back. Um, I thought the ATST fight at the end was pretty good. Yeah, like I said, it's all right. I mean, after the th- first three episodes, which were a really good setup, I was just kind of like, eh. This is a comic book. It's like the random standalone story in between arcs. Well, I liked it. I think you needed it. Um, a nice breather episode, especially coming off of episode three and the uh, Mandalorian attack at the end and all that. It was nice just to have a nice little... I still want to know about his past. I want to know who saved him. I probably set myself up for something, nothing, really. uh, You're going to be mad when you find out that he's a nobody like Ray, and then it ruins an (laughs) entire movie for you, you know, because, you know, they have to be, you know, they have to have some kind of special background or they can't be Mandalorians or Jedis or anything like that, you know. You can't just be a... Simpleton, I guess. Just be a regular person. You just yeah, can't like run your own you know, convenience store, you yeah. know, on Tatooine. So, <coughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I want to see what happens. We're, I want to see what his uh, backstory is too. I'm sure we'll get some of it. Uh, I do know that they've said that you'll get a little bit more of the child's backstory before everything's said and done. So, uh, they're finally. They finally unleashed the uh, merchandise I saw the other day. I got an email from Disney that you could purchase shirts and plushes. and You can get that Funko Pop you've been wanting of the child. Uh, it, brought their, it brought their site down. I didn't want to get me a shirt because they had one cool-looking shirt, but I couldn't because the site didn't work. So No. But... Um, <laughs> Let's see. 
this is episode, let's see, that's episode four, five, uh, six is the one that comes out uh, right before the Rise of Skywalker, and they said there's going to be a little uh, special preview of it at the end, so uh, we got that to look forward to. You think they're going to try to link them in the flashbacks or something? I don't think so. I think it's just a, you know, just a little probably extended preview of uh, Rise of Skywalker, which will have everybody up in arms because it'll give away too much of the movie and ruin it for them and so on. I know, it's already been like crazy right now with all the TV clips. It's just been like little 20-second clips. Yeah. People are just (sighs) losing their mind and so on and so forth. You know what? Just don't watch them. If you don't want to know, just don't watch them. True. So... Uh, I really don't pay so when, attention when did you say it. the next episode is? Is this Friday? Uh, this Friday we'll get episode five. And then six is, if I remember right, is going to be pushed back to the Wednesday, Wednesday the 18th. Let me check my dates and make sure I'm looking right. Uh, yeah, because the 19th is preview night. So, yeah, they're pushing episode six back to the 18th. It'll have a special Rise of the Skywalker preview thing on there. So, but yeah, we'll get one this Friday for sure. So, uh, anything else, Clay, on the TV front or movie front that you want to talk about? No, not really, man. I'm good. So, uh, me either. Um, I didn't. I can't think of anything else that I've watched. Um. That's it for that this week, folks. Uh, again, there won't be a uh, main event again this week, uh, mainly because my throat can't hardly handle it. and I've been trying not to cough into the microphone too much. And I know Clay ain't feeling the best either, so we decided just to <coughs> forego that and uh, just kind of make it another, as Clay says, snack-sized edition. So, Texas, which ends up being like three hours long anyway. <laughs> I think we're saving that. We're going to save the three-hour one. But um, A three-hour podcast. We could do it. I mean, if we can do two and a half, we can do three easy. So, but anyway, with that, Clay, let's go ahead and move into emails. We have uh, three emails this week. Uh First up, we got one from uh, Mr. Brandon Bradley. This one was actually from the week before, but it come in after we had recorded. So we weren't able to read it. So we're going to start with it. Uh, the subject line on this one is, uh, Jason, I'm glad you're back safely. I missed you deeply. I'm glad to be back too, Brandon, and thank you. I, I missed you somewhat. Uh, it says, Yo, Brotinis. There are a lot of musical composers out there for movies and TV shows. I did listen to both Solo, A Star Wars Story, and The Mandalorian, so thank you, Clay. They are great. Other than John Williams, what are some of your favorite movie composers and a movie they they have done? Mine would be Hans Zimmer with the, or Hans Zimmer with The Dark Knight. I like that that intro with the Joker in the bank with Hans' music behind it. Just amazing, Brandon. All right, Clay, who you got? I got to agree, Hans Zimmer. And I have to say Dark Knight. Oh, actually, Inception. I mean, dude, he's got those heavy sounds in any of his movies. Well, I guess it's with the Christopher Nolan movies he uses that yeah. heavy stuff. Boom! <coughs> but, uh, yeah, I have to say Hans Zimmer. His is good. Um, I'm really digging. Uh, I've always liked uh, Tyler Bates stuff that he's done. Uh Surprisingly, with Zack Snyder, uh, he did the soundtrack with him for uh, 300 and Sucker Punch. And uh, I really dig what Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch do. Uh, of course, we talked about Watchmen, uh, the soundtrack to it, because it's pretty much amazing. Uh, they did the soundtrack for uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo as well. I like it. But really, What's what name? Alan Silvestri? Is yeah, that like that, that's, I'm surprised Brandon didn't mention him because I think he is secretly in love with him. He used to talk about, no, it wasn't him, never mind, it was uh, mixed up. Danny Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which Danny, yeah. Danny Elfman is good. I mean, I, I do like. Well, I like both of those. Yeah, I like both of those. I, but I was going to say for me, uh, one that always sticks out, other than John Williams and uh, uh, Zimmer, is uh, John Carpenter. His uh, soundtracks are uh, just, you know, they've got that, re- they've got that '80s vibe to them in the first place. So, yeah. Uh, but I always liked his. Uh, so there you go. There's that one. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, next up uh, is a two-parter from Josh Powell. Uh, the first one reads Hardy's follow-up. Says Clay, you better hope the Hardy's guy isn't a listener of the podcast. Otherwise, you just stirred him up again. He's going to hire the Mandalorian to kill you. Great. So you got that, and then he's got a more serious one. Uh, Next gen consoles. We're starting to see some of the some more information about the next generation of consoles: PS5 and Xbox, codenamed Scarlet. AKA, AKA Xbox 720 or whatever. What are your thoughts about what you have seen so far, such as no VR on Xbox, but but fully Xbox One backward compatible? Also, pretty big news from Microsoft promising one. Shoot, I can't read enough. Promising first party games every three to four months. What features would you like to see in the next gen? What features would you care nothing about? So, all right, let's start with the first question. Uh, Clay, what features would you like to see in the next gen? I haven't really thought about it that much. I'd like to see more family sharing, kind of like what they originally planned with the yeah. Xbox One. You know, you have four or five people <coughs> on your list that can share games together. I'd like to see uh, the ability to be able to trade games in digitally. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you give up your license for credit, whatever, because there's a lot of games I'm not even playing. So, um, VR, I'm not really too. Eh, I'm like whatever about VR. It's like great, it's stuff, neat. whatever. It's neat, but it. Uh, I mean, I've it. You know, it's nothing life changing or anything like that for me, at least. I, I had a good time the few games I played in it, but it's not anything that you know is a must. A must-have for me on the next-gen consoles. Now I know we purchased two <coughs> Oculus Go's. Yeah. Um, for work, because we're going to, I guess, the company we got our playground equipment from, they shut it off to us. It's pretty cool. I mean, they're going to do, like, VR playgrounds where people can see mm-hmm. what their playground's going to look like. And I put it on, and it was pretty cool. So I get to mess around with those a lot. So, um yeah, so I mean, for that, and then might actually get me pretty excited about VR. Uh, i tell you what feature I'd like to see, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, uh, shorter load times. Absolutely. Well, I think that's the whole basis for a lot of these yeah, consoles. I mean, I right know. now, supposedly that's... the PlayStation and Xbox are almost the same. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, and I know that's the big talking point for both of them. I'm just saying, like, uh, Star Wars... Uh, Jedi, man, when you die and have to reload, takes forever. It's like 30, 30 seconds to a minute almost sometimes. Just to you know, just sitting there waiting to reload. Do you so, have an external hard drive, or are you just basing this off the internal hard drive? Well, I have an external. Okay, because that's usually helps. Now you. it is not a solid state. It's just a, it's it's just a regular hard drive. But <coughs> excuse me. But still, I'm just saying. Uh, I know that they're that that's a key point for them both. So I'm happy about it. I'm just saying it's what I want to see. Uh, as for fe- features, I care nothing about uh, motion tech. Uh, VR does nothing for me, like we said. Um, I can't think of anything else really that they've touted or you know that I don't need. I don't think I can't think of nothing. I'm interested to see what Xbox does first person or first party wise. Yeah, um, yeah. With their exclusives, they got a lot of catching up to do with Sony on that regard. That regard. <laughs> Excuse me, has sneeze. Um, but yeah, uh, first I'd like to see a bunch of first party exclusives on the Xbox end. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, cut down on loading times. That'd be great. So. Well, that's that's probably my biggest, honestly. Uh, actually, and you know, if there was just that's really nothing they can do, though. I just d- delivery, like download speeds and stuff. Actually, Xbox is pretty good at download speeds now. It was kind of bad at first, but they've really opened their pipeline and let you download. I've got a gig down, and I can I can get a I can download a pretty hefty game now in pretty much no time. So can't really complain too much about that. I think I don't know from experience or anything, but I think PlayStation's uh, not as good at downloading download speeds as the Xbox is. So at least we got that on them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for me too. So moving on, uh, last up. We've got Glenn has wrote in, and he says, uh, subject line, what's up, guys? And he says, uh, first, in response to what you guys had to say about the special editions, while Empire Strikes Back may appear to have the least offensive changes. Oh, back- hold on, Jason. I want you to pause. Okay. After we talked about that, I did think about it. Yeah. He's going to talk Is about he, it. About yeah. the Emperor? Yeah. And I had forgotten about it, too. Uh, go back and look at the conversation between Vader and the Emperor when Vader has to take his Star Destroyer out of the asteroid field. I and McDermott did not play the Emperor originally in the Empire, and for the special edition, they redid the scene with McDermott and changed it considerably. The worst part is that they reveal in this scene that Vader is Luke's father, changing it from the, from the son of Skywalker. If you do introduce newbies via production order or uh, machete order it, as you should, it ruins the end of the movie. Now, do you guys have a favorite Baby Yoda meme? <laughs> so, he's right, though. Um, I, after I read this, I was like, oh, yeah. But, um, I, that being said, I still think that that's uh, less offensive than the Return of the Jedi stuff for me. That Return of the Jedi stuff just really rankles my skin. Bad. I don't know. Go back and watch Empire Strikes Back. And the, the thing is, I thought about it because I watched it <coughs> back on Thanksgiving, and I thought about what we had talked about, and I was like, man, this is a lot of information the Emperor is spouting yeah. And I do know that Emmett Derman was not the original Emperor yeah. as well in Empire, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's I, a lot of information. I was like, this is pretty freaking ridiculous here. You're I, ruining. I, I'm about to sit down and watch it, too. Uh, I, I, I watched, like I said, A New Hope the other night. And I gave it a little bit of a pass uh, the last time we talked because I always thought, like I said, I thought it was cool to see those do-backs at the beginning on Tatooine and then to see a full, like, bustling Moss Eisling stuff. But that sucks. It is terrible CGI uh, all around. I was just like, man, this is bad. Real bad. So... Uh, I probably will end up happening is I'll eat crow and have to say that Empire is the worst one too. But until I watch it, I have to go with Return of the Jedi because two of my favorite scenes in the whole movie were butchered. Man, that Max Rubo scene. Uh, and we'll then, never get over that one. Well, that and that ending, like you talked about, that the song they had at the ending of the original, plus uh, I guess it's not that terrible. It's pretty bad. I used to get real rankled about showing young Anakin in there, at the the Force Ghost, Obi Wan yeah. and Yoda and young Anakin instead of uh, the old one that they had in the original one. But whatever, I'll get over that. But those, but I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see. So, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, my voice has about had it. Maybe we can get over these sicknesses and get back to a normal. Yeah. So, um, I did want to mention just real quick, Clay. I forgot to up front. Um, if you play, well, I tell you what, I'll use this for my weekly recommendation. Uh, Clay, you got a weekly recommendation for this week? I don't. I really don't right now. <laughs> sleep, sleep, and yeah. medicine. Sleep, sleep is good. Yeah. I want to. I want to. Throw out there uh, Star Wars uh, Battlefront 2. 
uh, we talked about being bitten by the Star Wars bug, and I started playing it again, Clay. Uh, that co-op mode that they introduced is uh, kind of cool. It's hard as crap. It's hard as crap to get it to work if you have <coughs> you and a friend and some randos type of deal, you know, where everybody's yeah. not working together. But uh, I just really like that game. Uh, you know, the Battlefield aspect of it and stuff has always been fun to me. Uh, and they I'm are, glad you like it now. I liked it before. You and me played it longer than anybody else out of our friends. I played it with you quite a bit after everybody else quit. Um, but they're releasing a Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition, and they announced the Rise of Skywalker content. Of course, the Rise of Skywalker stuff is free, but the Celebration Edition is thirty nine ninety nine. Well, you can still unlock everything. You don't have to actually you, buy it. it. What it does is I'm, unlock I'm getting stuff. to it. I'm getting to it. <laughs> if you don't want to put the work in and just want to unlock all the cosmetics and stuff, if you already own Battlefront 2, you can get it for $24.99. Excuse me. Uh, it has, uh, you get the base game, more than 25 hero appearances, uh... Killers are going to make BB-8 a playable character. Yeah, 125 trooper and reinforcement appearances, 100 hero and trooper emotes, which I care nothing about, and voice lines, and more than 70 hero and trooper victory poses. Uh, and then on the 17th, you get the Rise of the Skywalker update. So, some good stuff coming up for that. I'm impressed that they're still supporting it as much as they do. And then in January, you get the BB-8 update. So, um... They've done a really good job, though, because the game had a very bumpy start. Especially coming off of the whole uh, loot box stuff and all that. Uh, They turned it around, I think, really good. I don't think it gets quite the credit it deserves for coming back from that uh, whole thing. Because, you know, they shut down the whole um, in-game credit thing. Until they revamp that. Yeah. Uh, so. But it's fun. Um, if you like Battlefield type of games and you've not tried it and you like Star Wars, I suggest you give it a try. So that's my recommendation of the week. <coughs> and then the last thing is, uh, before we get out of here, today the Star Wars Rise of Resistance ride opened at Disney World. The poor thing, you missed it. Oh. Have you seen any pictures for this thing or anything? I've seen it. I've heard it's My ridiculous. My goodness. Um, I'm telling you, I, it saddens me that I have to wait upwards of four, three, four years before I get to go back to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> because this thing looks amazing. I mean, even just standing in line and waiting, uh, there's like so much stuff you can do. Uh uh, I can't wait. I know a couple people. I know Josh is going in January. I know uh, Justine, welcome back, by the way. We've missed you, is uh, going in January, and I've told both of them to let us know how it is. Um, they're doing a virtual queue right now. Uh, you know when they opened Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they had a – boarding pass thing where you would sign up for a boarding pass and your group would be allowed to enter. And they did basically the same thing with uh, the Rise of the Resistance and it was, uh, it's been completely booked all day. Like they were out of boarding passes by lunch. So, (coughs) I'm excited. I can't wait to see it in person and to see the full-size AT-AT and... TIE Fighters, among other things. So, there was that. I wanted I wanted to bring that up earlier, Clay, and I completely forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I just brought I it up at the end. I just brought it up at the end. Well, we was talking about all the other Star Wars stuff and so on and so forth, and I just forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, anything else, Clay, before we get out of here no. this week? I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. Uh, I've, I've got eat the rest your vitamins, of my voice. say your prayers. Uh, 
So with that, uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there, and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook, (coughs) (coughs) this is why we need to go ahead and cut this episode. (laughs) I don't know if I'll make it through the closing. Sorry about that. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Rambling, Rambling, search for Ramblings from Nowhere. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram at RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, real quick, Clay, we forgot to answer the burning question on Glenn's email. What's your favorite Yoda meme? Um, I don't really have one. I mean, I, I guess I like the one where he's just sipping the soup. The a lot soup. Of people have been using that. The soup one's good, but my favorite is the uh, the the hitting the button thing right now. That's uh, a video. That's not really a meme. I know. That's I'm true. Put that out there. That's true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It's a it's a gif. It's funny. Or a gif, depending on That's how you. Same with Jeff, dude. Jeffs don't have full <laughs> video. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm looking for a new uh, podca- podcast co-host, by the way. Podcast. <laughs> this is why. Right here. See? Uh, I'm going to go with the soup one, too, I guess. I, it's pretty freaking hilarious. Um, so, uh, Clay, where can everybody find you on social media? On Twitter at SweetJJ1S. All right. And you can find me at Jason76Z. And with that, we are out. Goodbye.